welcome to Jump In Podcast, or how I like to call it, what does it take to become a freelance survivor? This podcast is designed to help you get into the freelance world, to support you on your journey from beginning until the end. I am your host Dolina, Italian acquisition specialist with over six years of experience in freelancing. Welcome back to another episode of Jumping Podcast. If you are new to the freelance world, check the previous episodes where I share insights on how to find your skills, how to price your service, what fee structure to choose for your freelance business, and many more. In freelancing, some clients are hard to deal with. Not because people are bad, I would classify them into the type of clients that are paying, others are not paying, and others are like average paying. Your target is those clients that are ready to pay for the value they are getting. Navigating into this world is already demanding. By having clients with a difficult personality, is not making it easier. Before you take a new project on board, make it a rule of thumb to deal with clients that see the value of your service because these are the ones that will be returning clients. So today I want to talk about what are red flags in freelancing, why it's important to spot them and what are top 8 flags you should pay attention at. Red flags in freelancing are those warnings you get after a discussion with a prospect that a future collaboration would not end great. This would lead to a toxic business relationship, where neither of the party will grow or feel comfortable working with. It's important to grow the muscle to spot red flags because you want to work with clients that appreciate your time and your expertise. This is the only way you will grow profitable freelance business. And by working with the right clients, they will refer you to others who are exactly like them. Let me share top 8 red flags you should take into consideration when talking to a client. Number 1. Clients who are quick to ask freelancers to work outside the freelancing platform. If you are in the process of accepting a project on platforms such as Upwork, Fiverr, Freelancer, you name it, do not take the project outside the platform at your client's request. If your client is asking you to do that in order for you to save money, do not take up on their offer. Upwork or any other third-party platform is advocating for you in case of a dispute and 20% fee is a well worth it for your peace of mind. And on top of that, you can be banned on that specific platform and this goes against their terms of service. Then you can say goodbye to your future clients. Number two, clients who received less than ideal reviews. Happily, on freelancing platforms, you can check the reviews of a client and take decision based on that. I recommend you trust what you see written there. If you're working with a big client, then you can check Glassdoor.com. If you do not have the assurance that you two will be a perfect fit, I would say to follow your gut. Number three, clients that want you to go through an unpaid trial and if you succeed, they will hire you. Dear freelancers, some clients are looking for low-cost work and know that this is not your fault. Do not take it personally. It's not a monetary issue because I've seen this coming from big players as well. It's all about poor work ethic and bad practices. As most of you know, I work in recruitment. When I hire freelancers and the hiring manager tells me to get them go through unpaid work trial to see if they are fit for the job, I never take the job. I can't ask freelancers who work on their own time for free work. The word free in freelancing does not stand for free work, it stands for unaffiliate independent work. The service you are offering 
has a value and you should be the first one to appreciate it before anyone else does. Number four, it's lack of clarity. If your client has a lack of clarity, they do not know the project scopes or what they expect from it or if they are not vocal what they want the product to be, how can you design it? The lack of communication from his side will make your project more difficult and it's best you move on to the next client. This will save you a lot of time and a lot of energy. Number five, I think this is my favorite. Not understanding the difference between a freelancer and an employee. If after your discovery call you get hints that your client does not understand the difference between a freelancer and an employee, this is a red flag. What they will try to do is micromanage you, treat you as an employee. They will create your own schedule, when to work, when to attend meetings, without confirming this with you first. And here's a sweet reminder for you and your clients. Freelancers are self-employed. They set their own working hours. They keep track of time spent on different projects. They build clients and they pay their own business taxes. They are considered contractors, not employees. And please accept to be treated as one. If you wanted to be micromanaged, you'd be in the corporate world. Number six, bad payment terms. A big red flag is when the client has bad payment terms. For example, they say, we will pay you 60 days after the project is finished. This is a sign that they do not trust your work, your value, or they want to make you make unlimited changes during the 60-day window. Do not accept working with such type of clients because I can guarantee it will not be hassle-free. Number seven, unrealistic demands. Sometimes it takes a few minutes to understand if your client's demands are realistic or according to the budget. You can't design a Tesla with a budget of a bicycle. Also, if your client is acting like they know the price of the service you are offering just based on the idea that they worked with other freelancers and they got a lower price, stay away. This is not worth it. And number eight, clients that do not want to sign a contract. The secret to a successful business is terms and conditions. The terms and conditions help you get covered legally in case of anything goes wrong and it's a guide for your client to have it all structured. What are you offering? What are they getting? How much it costs? When to pay? And where to pay? Happily, even an email of approval for you to start work is considered an agreement. So you can have that as an evidence. And to be honest, I find it so strange when clients do not want to sign a contract. It's like they don't want to be held accountable. In freelancing, accountability goes both ways. I'm so curious right now. How are you filtering the red flags you're getting from your prospects? Are you accepting a project even if you see a warning? That is all for today. Let's continue this discussion on social media. You can find me under Jumping Podcast. And until next time, stay safe out there. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be grateful if you can leave a review on iTunes and tell me what you love about it or share with someone who might need future insights regarding freelancing. And don't forget to subscribe to stay on track with all the upcoming episodes.